It is Wednesday, March 23rd, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is Jim Sports Radio. Tom, it's the madness of March. It is. Uh, for those who don't know, one hour, once a week, <laughs> we talk sports and all the things that it, it connects us to, and... Uh, March is a hard time to only have one hour. I, I, I know, exactly. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we've we locked everyone else out of the station. <laughs> this is our time to talk sports. So- this is our time! Sorry. Our time! Sorry, um, Celtic music lovers. We ready. We ready. <laughs> so we've got, a lot, we've got a big show. We're going to be, um, yes, talking about March Madness. We'll be talking about the madness of the NFL offseason. But we've also got a guest before we do that. We um, do. Uh, we'll be talking well, with comedian Joe Zimmerman later in the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe is a comedian who got his start in Asheville, has since moved to New York, and is now a, a nationally touring comedian. He'll be back in town performing at the Great Eagle on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, we always enjoy visiting with him when yep. he's uh, coming through town, as it gives him a chance to be his funny self all talking a little sports and other things. Exactly. Um, it, it, so that should be pretty fun. That's what we've got coming up. Yeah. Before we get to the indie sports radio talk, yes, uh, we do have some cool announcements to yeah. talk about. Some some fun giveaways. Again, we want to uh, thank uh, Scooter Christensen and the mm-hmm. folks from the Harlem Globetrotters for uh, putting us in contact with him. We had a nice interview that we mm-hmm. were able to air last week, and in follow up, uh, they've been so nice as to uh, give us uh, a four pack of tickets to uh, give away as part of the the lead up to um, their. Spread game tour coming to town next Thursday, March 31st. So uh, you can tell the folks how they can find out more about that. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a giveaway um, on our Facebook page that'll be starting tomorrow morning, Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, that's on the Run That Back Facebook page. You can look for it uh, on Facebook. You can find it. So we'll have a little trivia question there or a little like, hey, tell us this. And uh, that you will enter for your chance to win. Yes. And uh, speaking of giving, we'll also be giving mm-hmm. away a, a pair of tickets to see the band Jim Cotta at nice. Salvage Station tomorrow night. Um, a, a fine band, but it also uh, makes me think of the uh, Bart Connor Jim Cast- Gymnastics action movie nice. um, of the same homonetic title, <laughs> Jim Cotta, but spelt differently. Um, but again, that's Jim Cotta tomorrow at Salvage Station. And um, so not yet, but later on, we'll give you a heads up as we head into one of our music breaks to call 828-259-3936. And uh, first caller win can win a pair of tickets to see that show tomorrow night at Salvage Station. Thanks to everybody who's uh, providing us yes. with these tickets for these uh, fantastic giveaways. Uh, a, a, a fun time to be uh, in North Carolina and uh, a, a fun week to be a, a North Carolina college basketball fan. That's right. Tom, king of the trans. Positions. Um, <laughs> so uh, Thursday, um, this past Thursday, saw the start of uh, um, of the official March Madness. I know there's always now the like bridge game. What do they call it? The like the play in game. Yeah, the play in games. It, it kind of doesn't work. It like the tournament starts Thursday at noon Eastern. But you know, it's like the kids' table. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so it's like okay, okay, now. We can we can just start this real thing, um, but uh, yeah, it is that that um, opportunity where it's like, oh no, there's high stakes college basketball at all hours mm-hmm. of the day, and so it is fun and justifiable to be like, I'm going to turn on 20 minutes of this, and it's like, really, you're watching this? Yeah, 
I am watching this. This is a good one to watch. Um, so, um, so yeah, it, it's always fun to have the like wall to wall, um, sort of like sunrise to sunset college basketball. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, we will focus on the, the the North Carolina schools and specifically so UNC. You know, we, mm-hmm. we did talk about. Um, how they did spoil the end of uh, Coach K's uh, last yeah. regular season at Duke by winning at Cameron, um, decidedly. And then um, they were eliminated in the ACC tournament by Virginia Tech, who went mm-hmm. on to uh, win the tournament. Um, but they had a, a really great start. So they came in as an eight seed. So mm-hmm. people thought that might have been a little low, but they did have some dips in the season. Yeah. It's true, even though they, they finished strong. Um, and they just rolled Marquette. Yeah. I mean, they just, it was an eight, nine matchup. You would think that would be close. And they just pulled away. Yeah. Just, I was like, wow. And then that put them into the one, eight matchup against mm-hmm. Baylor, defending mm-hmm. champion. Um, and it looked like it was going to be the same thing. Again, they were just rolling, just draining threes yeah. and just everything working. Um, and uh, this guy, Brady Manick is yes. his name, who in Asheville love looks like a mountain man. I was going to say, he looks like, like is he going to be at the Gray Eagle for Joe Zimmerman's show? <laughs> he is. He's, a, yeah. he's doing a patio show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and J- Joe used to do the beards of comedy. Oh, that's right. Like, this guy could have been that big beard. So yeah. he's just a really distinct, like, and again, a fun guy to refer. So he was having just an incredible game and just, you know, uh, on his way to you know, one of his better games ever and and seemingly another runaway victory. They were up by 25 points, but then there is a, a, a freshman on Baylor, uh, Suhan is his mm-hmm. last name, um, and a really talented player. But yeah, he, he's he's a, an adjutant. Yes. You know, he just kind of, he's the kind yeah. of guy that just, yeah. quick, yeah. talking to my ear so close. Exactly. Um, so Brady uh, Manick uh, gets a little frustrated and throws an elbow. Um, yeah. So not specifically right at him, but he knew somebody who was behind him. Yeah. And they while up, boxing out for a rebound. Right. It, it wasn't like a, I'm going to hit you in the face. Right. It was within the action of play. Um, yeah. So it, it's what's called a flagrant two, which mm-hmm. does involve uh Get thrown out of the game. Ejection. Ejection. Yeah. There we go. I'm like, eviction? Yeah. Um, uh, and then he's just like, oh, he's like walking down the hallway, towel on his head, like, oh, no, what, what just and, happened? And, and it stunk because they had been showing his parents yes. the entire game and like, you know, and because he was having a great game. And, you know, that's one of the best parts of the sure. tournament and college sports uh, in general. Like, you get to see the, and then after that, like, no more shots of the parents. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's just got to be so uh, tough. It yeah. was just a shift where totally. Um, uh, I mean, Baylor's very good. That I mean, yeah. they are the defending champions. Um, but they just saw saw a chance. They saw a dip in the energy, and they start just climbing back and climbing. Well, back. and then another player on UNC uh, fouled out too. Uh, so uh, then love, yeah, yeah. And so suddenly, like the the sort of like um, calibration of the Tar Heels team was just off, mm-hmm. you know. And so and they kind of lost confidence and you know then it's like oh my gosh, we're going to we're going to lose this big lead on the number 1 seed while everybody's watching. Like this is Saturday afternoon. Yep. Like I was just seeing, you know, Twitter, text, like everybody's posting <laughs> about this game. And so and so you could just see that the nerves were just like uh, like getting to uh, Tar Heels players, and you know, also Hubert Davis is. This is his 
first year as a as yes. a head coach. Mm-hmm. So like here he is, like on a big stage, on the biggest stage thus far. And is he really going to do this? Is he going right. to? So it was just kind of crazy. But then uh, the game goes to overtime. Right. So Baylor did end up uh, tying mm-hmm. uh, late. Uh, it did touch a uh, 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 tie. Uh, for the biggest comeback in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, down 25 points against BYU, had done that once previously. Um, and I was like, oh, no. And, uh, you know, some foul shots were missed late yeah. and everything. Um, I know. And, and that's what Stella was saying. Like, I feel so bad for that guy mm-hmm. who just missed his foul shots. Uh, and I you know, was sort of wanting to go on, like, my kind of Saturday afternoon walk at that point. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I should just go. And I'm like, there's no way now that it's over time. Yeah. And, the, yeah, like you said, the two offensive stars for the mm-hmm. team were out. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see how this finishes. And they just found a way to mm-hmm. sort of eke out enough. And for me, I thought it was interesting. Baylor played like they were down 25 points yeah. um, for a while. And they were just that suffocating defense. Yeah. Reminded you of the Miami Heat mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, LeBron and Dwayne were there. And just like, oh, my God, yeah. there's yeah. seven guys on the court. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also just uh, – and they were doing a full-court press. Yeah. And so it just – and because there was like one good ball handler for mm-hmm. Carolina – like he would get trapped and everybody else would be like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, so it was, yeah, it was just but when uncomfortable. They went to overtime, they sort of reset to like, totally. okay, let's just play the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, what happened to that insane gear? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and North Carolina just did just enough to, uh, uh, you know, come away with the victory in overtime. And yeah, I am a casual North Carolina yeah. fan. I do, I do root for them. Um just always sort of like them. You know, my brother-in-law went there and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was all sweaty and just like yeah. worked up. <laughs> yes. uh, so I, I texted my brother-in-law. He played uh, lacrosse there. And I was like, that game uh, almost killed me. He texted mm-hmm. me back, I'm half dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I, and so that's basically – so Levi, um, who was watching it with me, he said, that's the best basketball game I've ever seen. Nah. And I was like, well – yeah, it is. You know, you you haven't really watched a whole lot of games. So I was like, great. And then uh, Evan Harris has been on the show. Mm-hmm. He's a UNC alum. He said he posted this on Facebook. Y'all, I can't watch any more basketball ever. Um, so that was great. And then we've uh, we've had Charlie Flynn McKeever on the show before, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a UNC alum, big fan. Uh, his whole family is fans and you know he's talked about the traditions but he's talked about how his wife Angie who did not go there has now sort of elevated her fan status to where she's even more intense than he is so he wrote i saw a dark side of angie flynn mckeever today that i have never seen before and it was glorious yeah yeah and twitter was uh, for sort of non-partisan fans just like college basketball like just were irate about those officials Mm -hmm. you know because there were a lot of it was just a mess of an officiating um, display um, that was there, and really on both sides. But I think the Carolina fans probably have more to be upset about. But it was just, uh, uh, it was just something. I do want to say this about Baylor. Yes. Um, so they were defending national champions, as as you said. So the last five. Um, March Madness champions have failed to make the next Sweet 16. No reigning champ has reached the Final Four or the Elite Eight since 2006-2007 Florida. Wow. Um, And defending champions are more likely to miss the next year's tournament altogether 
over that same span. North Carolina in 2010, Kentucky in 13, UConn in 15, than they are to win the title. That is crazy. Yeah. So, um, so that's just a little bit of that. But we had a lot of cool games that happened. Mm-hmm. We saw little St. Peter's uh, 15 seed. Yes. Upset Kentucky on the first day, and that was where Levi was like, "My whole bracket is done." And like he picked Kentucky to the <laughs> welcome couple. to it, I know. I was yeah. like, "Welcome to the dance." Um, so there is that, and then they they made it to uh, the Sweet Sixteen as well. Um, but uh, like in the middle of one of the telecasts, uh, Jenny was like, "Is their name the Peacocks?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, they are," and we were kind of laughing, and I'm like. Well, we shouldn't be laughing anymore. They made the Sweet Sixteen, uh, and my fr- they're from Jersey City, yep. New Jersey. Uh, my friend Mike Vega, who's been on the show, he was kind of like googling to see if there were other St. Peter's, and he's like, "Oh, you mean that little <laughs> university down the street from me?" So that yeah, very one. Uh, yeah, that is that is uh, they are the great story this year. Yeah, um, uh, but also speaking of, so uh, Duke uh, was able to mm-hmm. also reach Sweet Sixteen. Um, they had mostly an easy job with it in the first round, but they played Michigan State in the yes. second round, yep. which puts Coach K up against uh, Tom Izzo. And um, Coach K has had a good record against Michigan State in, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, um, but they were down late, and mm-hmm. it seemed like, oh no, you know, looks like Coach K's last season is going to end a lot shorter than some thought. But uh, they had a fantastic kind of closing four minutes. Yeah, it it felt like. Uh duke of your uh that kind of yes. like duke run where you're like well there it is you know like that that always used to be something that you could count on with uh with duke like they call it fergie time with manchester united when sir alex ferguson was the mm-hmm. manager yeah it's like the sort of patented duke run um i i'm rooting for them to get eliminated <laughs> yes you are <laughs> uh, and i'm not getting in your way um oh so that's what we got and I'm, I'm sure we'll have uh, much more uh March matches to talk about as uh, we will be uh, to the final four by next week. We're going to tack a little bit as that's a sailing. uh, That's a sailing term. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. So uh, I love doing that. Captain Bunn. Yes. Um, So we're going to tack for just a minute and go ahead and talk a little bit about the NFL. We went to air last week um, with the Bills making uh, uh, my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, making a a, a big splash in free agency um, by signing uh, Von Miller. And uh, this week we get to lead with your favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Um, it, it, and again, maybe we should just say like the NFL continues. Like every day, I think it's over. Right. Like I'm like okay, we're we're kind of done with NFL free agency or moves or whatever. Like okay, time to shift into NFL draft mode. Then it's just another thing happens, and so yeah. But let's start with the Las Vegas Raiders, your favorite team. Uh, they made a big move and uh, made a deal. Um, with the Green Bay Packers, um, trading a number of sort of value, high value draft picks to uh, acquire Devonte Adams, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the game, um, if not the best, mm. um, uh, sort of top three, I would say at the very least. And so, um, yeah, they made a sort of not quite an all-in move, but a move to be like, how do we make our team better? Here's one way we can do that. 
Yes. One thing I didn't realize uh, until the trade, which was Devontae Adams uh, graduated from Fresno State, which Mm. is where Derek Carr went to college. So they actually played together. And I Mm -hmm. guess there was this sort of, you know, uh, in the air. Oh, it wouldn't be great if we could play again at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, hooray for that. Uh, So my reactions come in a a couple of gears, Mm -hmm. just like when (laughs) they did the uh, defensive signing of the player from the, the Cardinals. Uh-huh. Uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. I'm, like, yeah. I'm just glad someone chose the Raiders yes. instead of like, oh, they went with the other team instead, which right. has mostly been the case over the last right. 10, 30 years. Now, um, uh, so great. But also, so that, oh, look, the Raiders were involved in, in a big trade where you yeah. didn't come away going like, who? What? <laughs> yeah. And uh, why did you do that? Right. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it's all, again, giving up uh, you know, first and second round draft pick of this year mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then also paying him the contract that he wasn't going to mm-hmm. get from the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. um, you're like, ooh, is that the best idea to pay a wide receiver a mm. ton of money? Yeah. You know, like, I know he's the best. Right. And there is this synergy of their history, but is that the best way to spend your money? Right. Um, there's a reason Green Bay didn't want to do that. And it's kind of similar to what happened today mm-hmm. uh, with Tyreek Hill yep. um, leaving the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Dolphins because uh, he wanted the big contract in Kansas City was like, no, we're not going to do that. that yeah. That's not that's not how a good team runs things. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about a lot of money being spent on one player that, if anything, uh, kind of is good for one more point mm-hmm. instead of like five points a game right. like a kicker or a quarterback might be. You know? Right. Yeah, and I think... Um but it, it just like I mean, there has an arms race within the yes. AFC West, and I mean the AFC in general, really. And so I think it's you know the Raiders were like, no, we need to we need to make sure that we're not uh, you know the lowest one here on on this list. The Broncos made an all in move as well. Um, not sure about that coach that they hired, um, but. Um, you know, they have Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and the Chargers have made a lot of additions mm-hmm. as well. They traded for Khalil Mack. Uh, they signed JC Jackson, made a couple of other moves. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. We also, I realized I, I was looking at my cheat sheet. You know, we saw Tyreek Hill. There was also the whole Deshaun Watson thing yes. too that, um, so Deshaun Watson, uh, yeah, uh, he was, uh, the grand jury. Uh, he was not indicted for charges of sexual assault, sexual misconduct, um, that quote unquote cleared the way for, um, for, for NFL teams to say like, well, we'll take a chance on him. Um, so we're not going to get into Deshaun Watson as a person. Um, but, um, but he and the Texans were done with each other. Right. And so we were hearing all these things of like, okay, he's told certain teams that they're out, including the Cleveland Browns. And then lo and behold, the next, um, uh, the next day, it was actually the Cleveland Browns who, um, who traded for him and then gave him the biggest contract in NFL history. Um, making sure also that his base salary for this coming year was minimal in case he got suspended, then he wouldn't miss out on all that money. So that felt a little bit icky, a lot icky. Um, But anyway, so we see Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Uh, Which was crazy because they had sort of been eliminated as a contender. It was going to be either New Orleans or Atlanta. And Uh then, uh, so my thing, we had talked about this last week. There was the funny uh, uh, meme going around about, uh, you know, 
when, just when you think the NFL has kind of gone away for a second, <laughs> yes. this big gritty character kind of kicks down a door. So I wonder if all these things was like, you know, like, oh, did you see? Like, yeah, you know, LeBron scored fifty. Uh, Deshaun Washington to the Washington to the Browns. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh my God! Did you see that UNCA game? Uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts. <laughs> yeah. They're they're just a diversion control. Just so good. Yeah, and so um, so yes, and then with Cleveland, um, you know, pursuing it, it was funny. The teams pursuing Deshaun Watson caused a ripple effect too because that pissed off Baker Mayfield and yep. he requested a trade and then Atlanta pursuing Deshaun Watson sort of made Matt Ryan be like what's going on here like you want to upgrade for me I don't need to be here and so Atlanta was like okay maybe we'll we'll start over so they uh the Falcons traded Matt Ryan to Indianapolis Colts then the Falcons went ahead and signed Marcus Mariota where it's just like one thing after another and I always loved doing this like right before Levi went to bed the other night I was like oh yeah by the way uh Matt Ryan traded the Colts he's like wait what you know and I'm like yeah just one more day in the NFL um you know happy for him uh- me too. Uh, I don't know that it, again. Just like that immediately makes them a Super Bowl. I was like, everyone can't immediately be a Super nope. Bowl contender, you know, like especially in the AFC. Yes. Um, so all it does is go. Oh well, you know, Indianapolis sort of people thought had a kind of reactionary mm-hmm. move in, in getting rid of Carson Wentz after one year mm-hmm. um, because of his performance at the end and maybe just his personality was not mm-hmm. the right mix. Um, so they took a chance and there was a week where people were like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. You got rid of him and now you have no one. Um, they're like, actually, we, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, older yes. and, and not as uh, mobile, but a little bit more consistent, a little yeah. bit more a guy used to leading a team. And it kind of makes sense with like, you know, Philip Rivers led them to yep. the playoffs, um, you know, a couple of years ago in his last year. It kind of feels like Matt Ryan feels like he he fits with Frank Reich and that that Colts team. Um, so, so there's that. I, I mean, it is. Um, yeah, maybe the NFL is over, but, you know, there are still. Uh, there's still a few weeks left. We'll we'll see what happens. It it keeps happening. Uh, there is some guy who called into a, a you know one of the sports talk radio shows a while back, uh, and his thing was like, uh, "You guys want to go ahead and make a bet? Bang with that! I bet you Marcus Mariota is going to be starting quarterback for one of these teams this year, kind of thing. I tell you, I bet you right now, kind of thing." Um, and that guy is so like called it, yes, because everyone <laughs> yeah. on the show was like. Uh, Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever you want. That's what you think is important. Yes. Um, <laughs> what I would say, uh, I wonder how you feel mm-hmm. about things. Is I mean, you did lose your offensive coordinator. That is a big yeah. shift. Um, although they went ahead and made some impressive replacements right away. Um, but they you, promoted the QB coach. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but it also brought in the the guy who uh, worked with the Joe Burrow at LSU. Oh. Joe Brady, right. yeah, he's the new QB coach. They also brought in um, Mike Shula, who's right. been coordinators too. So um, there's a good stuff. Uh, but you're, you know, you're, you're just adding to the team. Like their team yeah. was very good last year. Yeah. Made a couple additions. Of course, a couple players going to fall away. I guess mm-hmm. Beasley is going somewhere else now. Maybe yeah, Beasley, and they got um, uh, Jamison Crowder. Right. You know, similar player. Uh, and I would say the same thing, other than uh, a, a coaching shift. But mm-hmm. the last year's coaching situation was a little right. I'm like, okay, the Raiders are mostly the same team mm-hmm. uh, with some nice additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives me, as opposed to completely putting in a new quarterback and a, mm-hmm. and a new head coach in a couple of places, and then people are, are going, 
penciling them in for the Super Bowl. I'm like, that's so much to not know if it's mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah. Um, so I, I do feel good that like, okay, mostly additions to yeah. a, a, a valuable core. Yeah. And, um, you know, and also getting Von Miller is, uh, you know, is a good addition. Like that was a kind of impact player that we needed. Um, but, you know, there, I feel good about the bills. I mean, I was getting, you know, Ryan Smart, our friend who's a Kansas City Chiefs, he loves to throw the jinx at me. And he's like, like after they traded Tyree Kill, he's like, well, might as well give the AFC to the Bills. And I was like, I hate when you do this. <laughs> Please don't do this. And I, I will say that that Chiefs offense having to cover Hill and Kelsey mm-hmm. is um, is one of the hardest things that a defense needs to prepare for. Um, it's a little bit easier to prepare for the Chiefs than it was yesterday. Right. Uh, and they will bring in some pieces. They already signed the guy from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, fun name. Love that name. Yeah. Um, they're even The idea of, you know, Odell Beckham is, is unsigned at Maybe. this point. Yep. Uh, he'll be a little slow to return coming mm-hmm. off an injury. But yeah, it's not like they're going to just stand pat. Yeah. Um, and it, that's what we're seeing. I mean, are the Packers mm-hmm. and the Chiefs, uh, like, what do you do when you gave away your – your mm-hmm. sort of personality player, the, the guy, your go-to guy. Right. Like, yeah, but we also didn't sign one player to a giant contract mm-hmm. that's in, in two years could be like, yeah, he's just not that fast anymore. And yeah. we just have this really expensive guy that's yeah. now a, a utility player. Here. I will say about the Tyreek Hill thing, um, I, I'm glad that he's not on the Chiefs anymore. I just really wish the Bills didn't have to play against him twice a year now. And like, so there were other Bills fans who were, you know, texting today being like, yes, he's not on the Chiefs. I'm like, guys, we've got to cover him. (laughs) You know, like I, I know that, you know, Tua is, you know, um, not sure where he is, um, in terms of his NFL future, but at the same time, like we got to cover him, you know, and I, he's just a terrifying guy to, to defend. And so, um, so I, I didn't love that. I wish he was going to the right. Jets, <laughs> to be honest, or like Seattle or someplace mm-hmm. far away. You know, uh, And the idea that he is now in a system run by Mike McDaniel. Yeah. That's how we say his name. Um, who did so well with Debo the, Samuel. The um, yeah. Again, that quick. You know, yeah. like, is he yeah. a runner? Uh, Where's yeah. he coming from? All these different angles. So uh, he is used to utilizing a yep. player of that skill. Yeah. Very good. Um yeah, we'll see what happens. So maybe we'll move into NFL draft mode in the NFL, <laughs> but who knows? This time next week, we could be talking about, okay, here's the next big move. Right. Okay, we are back here on Run That Back. Um, so we're going to do a little little wild card session here on Run That Back. Um, yeah. It hit a, hit a lot of different things. I did want to start this. I meant to say this at the top of the hour. Um, uh Women's basketball player Brittany Griner yes. remains detained in Russia. Um, she was um, she was detained for having cannabis oil and a vape pen in Russia before uh, the Russian invasion of the country of Ukraine, and um, since that time, Russia continues to detain her um and so it's been a month um so u.s officials were able to meet with her today they did Mm -hmm. say that she was uh, in good condition good to hear and all that 
how much of that is what you have to say and things. It's, it's hard to know, but yeah, that was glad that there was contact and yeah. not just no one has seen her in a month. Um, but it's tough, you know, again, silly, just be aware when traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. Some folks are pretty strict on some things, but uh, what a really unfortunate time. And uh, yeah, as our reason for bringing it up is uh, we just wish that more people would. Exactly. <laughs> um, so like, I, I hope that remains a, a sort of top, sports story um that this is a pretty major professional athlete um and figure sports figure and here is the slight um take on it which is it all comes back to uh u.s women's sports to play their pay their athletes better so that they don't have to go uh play in russia to make real money I think i think that's a good one (laughs) i I support that take because diana tarasi did it for a couple years too she was like I, I could stay here and make 300,000 or yeah. I could go make 10 times that, I, you know, I in, can go over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, here, uh, so a couple of random things, yes. um, while watching, um, watching March Madness. So I was watching the Memphis, um, uh, uh Gonzaga game, yes. which was a highly entertaining yeah. game. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, you know, I haven't, been able to watch that much Gonzaga this year. I haven't watched that much college basketball. Um, but so just like seeing like, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren, mm-hmm. you know, the presumed top five pick in the NBA draft, this tall, awkward, kind of gawky white guy, but then is like still like putting up threes and mm-hmm. handling the ball. I'm like, this is a person I've never seen before. Right. It's as if Sean Bradley could actually move like a basketball player. An even taller Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do you remember when Porzingis first sort yeah, of yeah. You know, landed as, as an idea? You're like, what? Yeah. Have you seen this guy? Yeah. I know. And then they have another guy, I didn't catch his name, who is just like, that's one of the fastest people I've ever seen on mm-hmm. the court. You know, and I, I know like John Wall, Russell Westbrook, but there was just a guy who just went, Ooh, you know, and was like, who's that guy? You know, so smoke. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's, but it was also fun watching that game because, you know, Penny Hardaway is the head coach of Memphis. He's, um, he's an alum of that program. Um, that's also where Derek Rose went. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's fun seeing Penny Hardaway, um, on the, uh, you know, working the sidelines. But then they were like, there's a whistle, like the whole team comes out. They sort of like, you know, focus in on the Memphis bench as they're going to commercial. And I was like, wait, is that Larry Brown? Mm-hmm. And I, so I texted Ryan Smart because I knew he would be watching the game. I was like, is Brian, is, is Larry Brown an assistant for uh, Memphis? And he said, yeah, he sure is. And I was like, is this proof that we're living in a simulation? <laughs> I mean, like, it's just weird because Larry Brown is coach everywhere and he's always like, Larry Brown, he's the guy in charge, but here he is, you know. Yeah easily 40 years he's been yeah. doing that somewhere yeah. pro level college level yeah um he's never not doing something and the amount of players that exist in in college coaching positions or in the in the pros that can say yeah, yeah. larry brown hit something with, with me being here it's just it, it's a large number i mean there's great like some of the great pictures of like the ABA, the American Basketball Association, is of Larry Brown either playing or then as like coaching, and he has this like like seventy style suit with like a like old like tuxedo mm-hmm. bow tie and everything <laughs> like that. And so yeah, that was in the like late sixties. Um, 
So, you know, there's a lot of that. Um, another, um, thing that we, um, that we noticed while watching March Madness is, you know, it's also, we had the first day of spring on Monday and, um, so that means like different kind of exterior. It's outside. Um, and so they're also doing commercials for the masters, uh, because the CBS is doing both March Madness. They're doing the masters. And so, you know, they're, they're showing like clips from the masters and, you know, Jim Nance is whispering, you know, there's a lot of that and lots of Vern Lundquist. Can you believe it? You know, whatever. And then they did this one commercial where like they were showing a montage of the players like, getting the green jacket right after winning Mm -hmm. and they had like little audio clips with it of just like oh you know i love wearing this or uh, like tiger saying like fits great Mm -hmm. and everything and stella and i stella was watching that with me and she noticed this too and she was like so is there a fitting for them or like right before they put on the thing Mm -hmm. like and so we talked through the mechanics of like how do they get the green jacket ready so close to the ceremony to the end of the tournament and i was like do they have all the players measurements do you know these answers yeah Uh, yeah you do you do a fitting yeah Uh, so i don't think it's specific to you i mean uh, there might be more than Mm -hmm. two you know Mm -hmm. uh, 142 regulars but yes they do know your size Uh by the time it gets to that they're not sort of uh, try this one let let me take it a little bit hold up put your arms down put your arms down and that's what I was wondering, or yeah, what kind of uh, what kind of program they have. Okay, we are back here on Run That Back. Uh, as promised, uh, we're going to talk with our special guest this week. Tom, who is that? It's comedian Joe Zimmerman. He'll be performing Friday night at the Gray Eagle here in Asheville um, with some other good uh, comics. Our, our friend Marlene Thompson, who's been on the show, will be uh, on that bill as well. Um, so, yeah, anytime Joe comes through, we love to reach out. And uh, uh, Joe does have some uh, sports in his background, playing for the golf team and otherwise. Um, but it's always just fun to talk to uh, a fun, smart person. Hey, Joe Zimmerman, welcome back to Asheville FM. Great to be here. Big fan of the show. Fan of Asheville FM. I, uh, I'm excited to come back to Asheville. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's a fun place for me. Uh, Joe, I realized you moved away 10 years ago. You've been in uh, New York City now for 10 years. So uh, 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 I don't know if you... I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you knew that math because <laughs> I just realized it had been about 10 years. Yes. Uh, I'm good that way. They called me Rain Man when we played volleyball because I was not good at volleyball, but I could always keep the score. <laughs> did you mark it on your calendar with the frowny face the day that I left Asheville? I did. Um, and the the frowny face has just gotten bigger every day over the 10 years. Wait, uh, Joe, wait until you see the tattoo. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, we're, we're excited to have you back in Asheville. And I'm, I know Tom's going to ask a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, I, I think I've said this before. Uh, uh, my family were big fans of Joe Zimmerman. We uh, always love to to find new Joe Zimmerman clips to listen to, uh, and um, incredible. And so the big thing is, uh, I wanted to ask you about some of the bird watching that you've mm-hmm. done uh, sure. because you've got some very funny bits about that. And you know, my uh, my parents are birders as well, um, and so. Um, so it, it sort of resonates and I'm like, Hey, you got to listen to this one. And they're like, Oh, that's very funny. So, um, but I remember in one of the things that you talked about, like a professional 
birder. Like you had an interaction with a professional birder. Like, have you learned more about that? Like, how does one turn pro as a birder? Well, so, yeah, so the guy I met, uh, he gives birding tours in Guatemala. So people pay him to, you know, to show them like 40 specific birds that are native to that area (laughs) that they might not see elsewhere. So, you know, if you want to be a pro, you basically got to give tours for money. That's it. Okay. And then I was wondering, like, you know, fantasy sports, you know, there's a lot of statistics in that. Is there any kind of like fantasy leagues for bird watching? Oh, there! I wish, I hope, I don't, I'm not aware of any, but I hope there are. It's a lot like, somebody recently compared it to um, finding Pokemon. Ah, uh, yeah. It's very, it's very similar because people will mark that they saw like a uh, cinnamon-breasted toady tyrant down in, uh, <laughs> you know, the Asheville whatever lake and then all of a sudden 27 people will roll in because they saw that somebody saw it there (laughs) yeah it's around here somewhere (laughs) and so and for you i'll continue the sports metaphor one more time like do you have like um you know the rare bird that you've seen that you've like marked in your journal that's like your mvp or or maybe your your number 15 seed beating a number two seed like what's your rare bird oh for sure yeah so uh in terms of sports uh there's nine thousand total birds so if you've got nine thousand species on your checked off on your list on ebird.org you've won uh i think four or five people have done that there's four or five goats that have done that um I am up to 102 birds on eBird. Yeah, triple digits. Nice. Uh, I started in Asheville, coincidentally, about a year and a half ago with a cardinal and have moved my (laughs) way up. Uh, um, uh, So, uh, yeah, for sure. Do I have a rare bird? Um, Magnolia warbler. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, Magnolia warbler. I got... I was pretty excited about uh, the northern Perula when I saw it. Nice. Uh, the uh, sandhill crane was nothing to scoff at. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have seen sandhill cranes, but they're they're great birds, beautiful birds. I think you have to, yeah, you have to go to certain, maybe Florida to see them. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Th- that's all a- over. I know they're all over Florida, but you don't get to see them in New York. That's for sure. That's, that's a good a- list. Uh, congrats on that. Yeah. Hey. I'm up at 102. I, I, I made a joke a couple times on stage that whatever my 100th bird would be, would I would get my first ever tattoo. Yeah. And it, it, was, a, it was a turkey vulture, so that didn't work out great. <laughs> <laughs> that did not work out great. I, yeah. just hit, I just hit 100 last week in... Right. Uh, around utah yeah maybe just a cozy for that one yeah just just <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah i think so all right joe wanted to talk to you another, another thing you like to explore is the idea of uh, how many other joe zimmermans there are mm. um and uh so uh, i i found some and i'm just uh, uh, Perfect. did you realize that uh, joe zimmerman is the mayor of sugarland texas did i realize please tom i <laughs> Uh, I set that Google alert years ago when I, 
years ago when I made that joke, I set a Google alert to my name in case I got any news articles about me or press. And for six straight years, there hasn't been a peep about me, and it's just been all Mayor of Sugarland. Hundred percent Mayor of Sugarland Google Google notifications. Uh, I don't mean to be pandering. I think you would make a fine mayor. Yeah, um, I, th- I could see that. I think you have a, a, a calming like. People, let's 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 figure this out. Come together. Yeah. Did you see his uh, his his motto? No. His motto is uh, "Conservative before conservative was cool." <laughs> <laughs> That's just everyone for you. How how many birds has he seen? Uh, I'm giving him one right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So uh, the Texas part, not so much, but I, I, I could see myself being mayor of Sugarland with with my current diet. Um, also, I found uh, Joe Zimmerman is the assistant softball coach at uh, Lincoln Land Community College. Go Loggers! Um, I like that oh. all these uh, are land based. Um, so, if you were going to be a, a coach of some kind, sports or otherwise, what would you coach? Well, I played college divisional one golf at Davidson. So. That's right. I would be a golf coach for sure. Um, uh, and are you the? Uh, are you kind of the great Santini type? Are you like you're like <laughs> you know? Let's squirt a few. Are, are you leaning in, or are you sort of a laid back? Like let them discover what it is about their game that is special. If I'm uh, coaching college golfer, college athletes, or a community college golfers, <laughs> um, I yeah, I think I'm just gonna. Um, I'm going to give him a Barbara Tella book about visualization. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to correct their swing swings using video technology. And uh, and I'm going to tell them to, to be mentally tough. Those are going to be my top three things. <laughs> and then somehow you're still going to violate NCAA rules uh, because you're on the take in some way. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I'm definitely going to offer to pay 17-year-olds to come to my community college. <laughs> All right, Joe, I got one last one. Then also there's Joe Zimmerman, Israeli-American actor, stuntman, and stand-in, who is Jeff Goldblum's stand-in in Jurassic Park. Oh. So, uh, I, oh, I didn't realize that. There you go. I have a two-part question. Have you ever done anything uh, dangerous enough to warrant a stuntman? Um... I went rock climbing for the first time two weeks ago at an indoor rock climbing gym where I was completely tethered and roped for safety. <laughs> but I felt like I could have used a stuntman because it was a little too high for me. I hear you. And then otherwise, do you think you could stand it? Could you convincingly stand in for anyone? Oh. Um, I've been told that I look like Chuck Norris, a young Chuck Norris. Oh. So that would be tough, maybe, to do some of his kick moves. But if it's just where he's, if it's just a scene where he's standing with his head turned, I think I could pull that off. Yeah, uh, I think that's all possible. Well, uh, thank you for the review of Joe Zimmerman's with me today. <laughs> And, My pleasure. And Joe, you're going to be at the Gray Eagle on Friday. This is your bigger turn back to Asheville. Yeah, I love the Gray Eagle. It is a type of bird, so that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's a gray bird. Um, yeah, we're doing the show Friday night, Gray Eagle. 
And I know Kate Willett uh, is a pretty big deal, and she's, yeah. uh, she's going to open the show as well. Nice. So it'll be a fun show all the way around, and uh, I believe ticket sales are good, so uh, so it might be a, might be a packed, fun show. That's great. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling in. You know, best of luck to you on this tour. Okay. I wanted to really quickly just yeah. tell you that I uh, I just wanted to quickly tell you that I'm not addicted to sports gambling, and it's going pretty well. <laughs> I, uh, We're all pulling for you. I appreciate that. I, I always find it assuring when someone says that they're not addicted to something. Yes. That That's usually very assuring when, when they lead yeah, with that I mean, information. It's kind of a rush like no other, but I don't I'm not, I'm to it. Uh, a couple of things. Joe, if uh, people did want to buy tickets for your performance on Friday, can you tell them where they would go to do that? Yeah, you just go to grayeagle.com or the gray... Oh, you go to thegrayeagle.com and right there you'll see me Friday at 8 p.m. March 25th. Fantastic. And then do you have any um, social media outposts or other place where people could follow you? I'm huge on Instagram. I'm doing lots of little videos. I just posted a new golf video today. On nice, Instagram. sweet. Uh, and yeah, rolling out lots of Instagram stuff because my manager told me I needed to get to a million followers. Uh-huh. And I'm currently at uh, I'm at nine hundred eighty-eight thousand away from that. So <laughs> I'm really hustling and grinding now. Well. Uh- Good luck in that venture. So, Joe, it's great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, uh, best of luck with your show on Friday. It's always great when you come back to Asheville, and I, I know lots of folks are excited that you'll be here in a matter of days. So uh, thanks for being a part of another show with us here on Asheville FM, and uh, until again. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye, Joe. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.